1: Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's time to awaken an entire nation.
0: I will be a dog till I die. Yeah. Between the hedges, lookin' fly. fly. Ninety thousand in the stands. I'ma do my dance, make it look fine. Coach, put me in a game. Hey. UGA, yeah, the name. Hey. Yeah, the offense gon' turn up, but the defense to win us the game.
2: <gasps> Here's your host, Corey Burton. Welcome into another hunkered down. Monday version of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Joining me is the host from Believe in Vanderbilt Football and uh, soon to be uh, Believe in Badger Football. And uh, a couple things coming down the line, Uh, maybe some things, some big things in the works. But Matthew Perkins, how you doing, man?
3: I'm good, Coach. I'm good. Thanks for having me here today. And uh, other big news, Coach, the show that you and I have been on together now for more than, for we're in our sixth season of the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. We just got picked up by the Believe Network there as well. So we are very excited to announce that uh, we're Believe Men, my friend. We, we, we're we really believing.
2: We're believers. All right. So you can find me in two places now, but on social media on this show, you can find me at Believe in Dogs on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook all the same, uh, the same handle. Matt, where can we find your shows? And where can we find illegal motion?
3: Uh, you can find our sh- uh, you can find us at illegal motion pod on Twitter. You can are uh, at illegal underscore motion, you can find Facebook.com slash illegal motion podcast. You can find me also at uh, at Believe in Vandy on all those social medias, Facebook.com slash believe in Vandy. You can find my personal Twitter at at underscore perco underscore. Um, But that is mostly just me being really giddy about being a member of Bill's Mafia. So. Um, that's not really a college football, that's just me being uh, an unabashedly and very excited Buffalo Bills fan. For the first time, I've had this kind of excitement in my professional football fandom since, uh, I don't know, since Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas were in the backfield for my uh, beloved yes, Buffalo Bills. Yes,
2: that's, uh, I mean, you got, you got quite the tradition. Uh, it's a unique tradition, I should say. Um, have you... Uh,
3: Some would say a tradition unlike any other. That's
2: the master's. On CBS. All right, have <laughs> you have you elbow dropped through a table yet, though?
3: Dude, I've been doing that since I was in diapers. There you go.
2: Huck, Huck did that the other day. So,
3: I mean, I, I'm not surprised at all, dude. He he is uh, he should he is actually like a uh, he'd be a perfect member of Bill's mafia because he is completely impervious to pain. Yeah, exactly.
2: He, he he's going to be a uh, he's going to be a famous member of the Bills mafia because he's going to be the a grand champion of American Ninja Warrior. He might be the host of it here pretty soon, but um, I've, I've never seen somebody uh, be able to climb so many different things. It's unreal. So um, very very dangerous activities. But um, the show is brought to you by betonline.ag. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. The, the spreads last week were crazy, but a lot of them hit. Did you uh, did you play the Vandy line?
3: Oh, you know I did. dude. That was, a, that was easy plus money. Thir- Vandy plus 30 and a half was such easy money. Dude, if you knew one thing about Vanderbilt football this year, it doesn't matter who's behind center. They got a true freshman in Ken Seals. We'll talk about that a little bit later when we go around the horn with the SEC games after we talk about your dogs. Mm-hmm. But we knew the Vanderbilt defense was at least going to be solid, if not good, and that defensive line showed out, even against a senior-laden offensive line from the Texas A&M team. I mean, they're starting four seniors and a sophomore who started as a freshman last year. They got a lot of experience back on that line, and Deo Odabingo and Andre Mintz just were terrors on the edge for for the doors, uh, helping cause three fumbles. Um, Andre Mintz was just everywhere because Odabingo was just getting double-teamed left and right, so Mintz was in the backfield. It seemed like every single play. We'll give, we'll, I'll break down that break that down a little bit later but I was excited about that one coach how about you do you uh I, I, the dogs ended up covering didn't they They did
2: they ended up covering uh with that last uh that last field goal uh that put them above the uh, the, the minus 26 that put them above that threshold it was one point that's all, that's, all I that's all you need that's all you need that's all you need um i didn't i didn't bet on it though i didn't bet on anything this weekend um unfortunately i usually do but um i might take some action on this monday night game tomorrow night so from game spreads to totals to team and player coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. At Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Well, Matt, uh, some good news. Um, Israel, Israel Troop uh, might be joining us here in a little bit. He is, uh, right. speaking of kids, he is. Um, He's putting he, he he quoted me as saying, uh, "I'm putting thing one and thing two down. Um, they're off right. the chain." So you know, I it, know it how happens. That, it happens. I know how that goes. Um,
3: you know, yeah, I've been there. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, well, I just want to give a quick shout out though to uh, my new co-host on Believe in Vanderbilt, Ryan Seymour. He got married yesterday. Oh,
2: wow! Congrats!
3: So uh, he was really supposed to get married back in August. He said, "I have no idea." You know, obviously, he would never schedule a wedding. On a football Saturday, but uh, they had to, things had to get moved around obviously because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, shout out to Ryan and Nikki, we're super happy for you guys. Hope you have a fantastic, fantastic honeymoon. I know it's gonna be good because you and me are gonna be talking with Lyle Collins this week while you're on your honeymoon, so uh, that'll be fun. So, make sure to check out our show with LC coming down later this week. Also, another plug for my Believe in Vanderbilt podcast, we got Derek Mason, not the head coach, Derek Mason. The wide receiver Derek Mason, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, Baltimore Ravens, Michigan State Spartans, he's going to come in and talk uh, football, in Middle Tennessee, with us. So that should be mm-hmm. a lot of fun as well. Um, I might actually be going out to his house down in Franklin to record that one too.
2: Oh wow, that that should be fun. Yeah, yeah Ryan yeah. Seymour, uh, I've listened. I listened to your uh, your first episode as, with him as your co-host um, and and not as a just a special guest, and uh, y'all did really well, man. I, I I enjoyed it. You know, a lot of great insight. You know, he. He's got a lot of good stories and things, and and he's just so many stories. experiences that he can and tie into everything. Man, it's just it's unbelievable
3: for sure. And you know he's a Georgia boy too, so you should yeah. appreciate that. But I mean, Absolutely. he's from he's from down there in Georgia. Oh yeah, too.
2: he's from he's from Camden. Um, he yep. is, you know, that's Camden a that, that's a that's a place that doesn't have a lot of people outside of military people, and uh, it's rich in football tradition. I think at one one time I looked at their uh, their program, and I believe they had twenty one coaches on staff.
3: I mean, that that that, yeah. that That's a college staff. I mean that that's yeah. a that's Alabama staff.
2: Yeah, they had uh, they had enough for three full staffs, a uh, varsity, JV, and a ninth grade staff. It's it's it was My insane, goodness. and they had like 150 kids or something. It was crazy. My um, goodness. But yeah, you had three separate teams um, down there, and it was. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, Ryan's a great
3: dude. Ryan's a great dude. Yeah. He's got stories, and you know, he, he brings a lot of great energy. Uh, coach, like you. Uh, he can talk for hours with, if you just say, "So how you doing today?" And it's a it's, it's a two and a half hour long conversation. So I really yeah. appreciate that about him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, let's talk about those dogs, man. Yeah, were, man. Uh, um, I mean, I was I, I was I was you know clicking in between that and all mm-hmm. the other SEC games. We'll talk about those in a little bit. But man, uh, two different teams showed up in the first half and the second half.
2: Yeah. Well, the defense they they got off the bus and they were on time to the game. I think the offense has run a little bit late. Um, but it, I mean, you know. It was something that you expect um, a first game to be, and and you know, unfortunately, it had to be against a conference opponent. Uh, that those are the type of games that you know you you play against Austin P. or you know whatever FCS school that you kick off your season with, and and you make all those mistakes. You know, you have uh, mistakes that you know route busts uh you know assignment busts that were that were in there and and that led to to bad plays negative plays and then you had 13 penalties in the first half and then uh you throw in a turnover and uh any sort of uh special teams momentum you possibly got uh was also called back i think there was a couple big returns that were that were called back due to holds um and uh, you know, of course you throw in a few of the questionable calls in there too, um, that that you're just like, well, what the hell are you doing? Um, so it, it was it was a extremely, extremely ugly first half. Dewan Mathis struggled, not all his fault.
3: Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit more though, Coach. I mean, yeah. they pulled him for Stetson Bennett. We'll talk about Stetson here in a minute, I'm sure. But you know, Dewan Mathis, redshirt freshman, right? He's not a true freshman, he's a redshirt freshman. Yeah, he's a redshirt. And, you know, obviously there'd been a lot of quarterback questions for this dogs team throughout camp First with Jamie Newman. Then there's no Jamie Newman. Then there's JT Daniels and there's not JT Daniels. And so it did seem like a little bit out of, especially as not as a dog insider, like a little bit out of left field when two weeks ago, you're finding out that Mathis is going to be the starter. I'm like, this dude's not even on my radar, Yeah. but you know, you know, going back, looking at a little bit of his high school tape, you know, obviously a dual threat guy who can make some action, uh, you know, do some stuff with his legs, but even then, like I felt like he couldn't even even do that this week and keep them in it that way. So what happened? You know, wh- why? What was the biggest reason that he, you know, I guess didn't live up to the billing that you would have hoped he would have?
2: He lost confidence. Uh, I think a few things went went poorly early on, and, and uh, he just lost confidence, and he got the yips, and he just couldn't he just couldn't get himself back together. You know, and 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 you you hate to see it, but you know it's it's common amongst. uh You know, new starters, uh, redshirt freshmen, freshmen, you know, even I've even seen uh, fifth year seniors starting for the first time uh, go through this type of thing. And 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 you usually you wait to see if they're going to pull themselves out of it. And Dewan never it just kept getting worse for him because he just I, I guess he was pressing too hard and he kept compounding mistakes. Uh, the bad snap, or the snap that went right through his hands, actually it wasn't a bad snap, but it just went right through his hands. Uh, I think that was kind of the 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 moment where you're like, man, this moment's way too big for him right now. Um, you know, Stetson is a little bit calmer. He's been in that situation before. He's played against, uh, you know, even as a walk on when he came in as a freshman as a walk on before he transferred to JUCO and came back on scholarship. Uh, even then, it was. You know he would, he was going up against one of the best defenses ever to step foot at UGA uh, back when when he was going up against that national championship team and uh, he was always the scout team quarterback so it just it just seemed like Stetson was a little bit calmer he had a little bit more poise about him and, and the team seemed to to feed off of that energy and, and that's why you kind of saw him being able to lead the lead the troops now whether he can do that full time I don't know but uh, Dwan. You know, I hope at some point he does get his confidence back. I don't know when that will be or if that will be. That was one of those he just it just looked like it was deer in the headlights type deal and, and uh it just seems like he could he couldn't make any throws. He was unsettled in the pocket. He uh there was one play where he broke he broke contain and was running for the first down and stepped out a yard short. Just stuff like that that you could tell he wasn't I don't want to say he wasn't focused. He was definitely focused, but you could tell like the moment was was getting to him a little bit, and, and he was pressing, and he was just just making unforced errors based on just the how, how the moment was too big for him, and and uh, you you saw in that first series where um, they flared out James Cook, and he he kind of he kind of uh, he kind of glance faked, and then ran a quarterback draw. And just glided through the defense for like 15 yards. Got called back for a holding, and I, I felt like he wasn't the same since.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I, at least your defense came to play. Oh, and, yeah. And I mean, especially there, like the pick six in the second half was really just like that. That—that's when you knew, okay. Yeah, the dogs are going to run away with it. <clears throat> Pardon me. But even then, man, there were some guys out there. There were some newcomers out there you hadn't seen a lot of the last couple of years who were, you know, really, really notable. Uh, one guy, obviously, that jumped off the page to me was Nolan Smith. Oh, I yeah. mean, obviously, five star recruit from two years from the class of 2019, man. He looked, I mean, we saw him a little bit last year, but he looked like a man on a mission.
2: Yeah, he was. I mean, he, you could see it towards the tail end of last year. I mean, he played well over 100 snaps a, a year ago. It wasn't technically a starter, but. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that just can do a lot of different things. I mean, you saw why he was the number one defensive recruit in the country um, coming out of IMG. <laughs> just, I mean, just a, an absolute stud, has a knack for the ball, has a knack for the big play, and uh, just just impressive all around, you know, just getting after the quarterback and just – he's going to be he's gonna be the leader of that defensive front, I think. Monty Rice <laughs> had a tremendous game. Um, I, I thought I, – I wish I could have seen a little bit more out of Aziz Ozilari, but, I mean – it was kind of tough to tell if he had a good game because Nolan Smith was all over the place. All, all you saw was four. All you saw was 25. All you saw was 17. Mm-hmm. N'Kobe Dean, holy cow.
3: N'Kobe Dean was everywhere. Talk, talk about a newcomer.
2: Uh, he didn't yes, play as much sure. as Nolan did, um, but that guy was sideline to sideline. I mean, there was I think there was a couple of plays where uh, Rakeem Boyd had kind of gotten the edge and was starting to kind of make his way towards the towards the first down, and Nicobe and Dean was there to eat him up and uh, stop him for a minimal gain instead of what would have been a... Uh, eight, nine, 10, 12 yard, uh, twelve yard gain uh, for Boyd, and so, just I mean, outside of three plays, Matt, I thought the defense was stifling, brilliant, tough.
3: I mean, if, if it's gotta feel good to know you got Richard LeCount back oh there. still. Oh my God! Too. Yeah, I mean, just he's a savior, man. He y- y- y'all are lucky. I mean, because yeah. the biggest thing, I mean, obviously, like we're getting Vandy a little bit. Y'all have some speed on the back mm-hmm. end of your defense. That is the thing that Vandy's defense is missing this year. Like yeah. they, Vandy's defensive, like they're, you know, their are front four, you know, whether they're, whether they're playing three or four down linemen, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Like they're stuck, like they're solid up front, man. They were slow on the back end. That's how they got burned. But, man, I felt like you guys have the exact opposite thing. Like, you guys have so much speed there on the back end. Uh-huh. I mean, Le- LeCount, you know, he's always there. He's always running around. But, you know, I just felt like it,
2: – It's instincts for him. Yeah, man.
3: He's just – he's a beast, too. He, he's a beast. I, lo- I, I love seeing it. So. I mean, outside of
2: the, the – the one touchdown they had was, uh, was on Richard. I think he bit up on play action, and the guy got behind him, and uh, he just couldn't recover. But other than that, I mean, I thought he played brilliantly. Uh, you know, obviously the pick and – uh, Eric Stokes played tremendously. Um, he had he had a pass interference, but I mean, what corner doesn't get a pass interference every once in a while? But mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought DJ Daniel played really well. I thought he was good, and uh, I thought Tyreek Stevenson, Mark Webb, were really good in those nickel and, and uh, star roles. I thought uh, Louis seen. You know, I was expecting a little bit more out of him, but you know, I, I guess he was he was kind of like Ojolari, Probably overshadowed. Mm-hmm. Probably made more plays than I realized.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, seen was the second lean tackler, according yeah. to the you know, according to the stats on the on the game. Yeah, so it I just think, you know, it
2: just didn't stand out because everybody else was making spectacular plays, and he was mm-hmm, just making, mm-hmm. uh, you know he was just there making tackles. Yeah, so for sure, for I sure. I mean, thank God on the, the offense, defense was there. Yeah,
3: well, let's talk about your offense though, because I mean, we kind of knew coming into the season that the dogs that the dog's defense was going to be, you know, probably a couple steps ahead of the office especially once we found out that Jamie Newman and JT Daniels weren't going to be available. Samir mm-hmm. White, you know, I, I think that, you know, he's going to be the bell cow yeah, this, he is. this year is. Yeah. And you know, we we weren't entirely sure if it, if that's how it was going to play out, you know, with James Cook obviously being available too, but Samir White looks like he's going to be the guy and, you know, if you've ever listened to my show, uh we, we talked about long shot Heisman odds. I chose Zamir White as my mm-hmm. extreme long shot Heisman odds at plus ten thousand. That's the truth. Um, that and, that's the truth. And, you know, I I'm not gonna say I feel like outstanding about that right now, because right now to me it's Sam Ellingers to lose. Yeah. But um, you know, Zamir, you know, five and a half yards a carry, a touchdown. I, I would have liked to see him actually get the ball a little bit more in the first half, personally. Um, I think that they and and maybe this is a thing with DeWan just being you know having the yips a little bit and you know they, they had to kind of throw scrap whatever they were going to do from the get-go but i would have liked to see the ball in his hands a little bit more in the first half because i just i think they could have broken the arkansas d earlier
2: yeah i mean they got they got off schedule they got behind the chain second long third and long um sometimes third and really long due to penalties so uh the the zamir white game plan i think was out the window early mm-hmm. um you know, at least until the second half. They they, they struggled to get any sort of push uh, up front in the first half. It was, you know, very, very tough sledding and they couldn't get much. They couldn't and they couldn't complete a pass to relieve the pressure on the defense. So obviously they're gonna load up and, and stop your run and, and come after Dewan and make him make him beat you with his arm, which he could not do. And and so I, I think once they were able to finally get some push starting in the second half, they were able to finally get some success. Well actually I mean they went down and got that field goal um, right before half to make it seven to five um, or, or should I say the two run double in the bottom of the fourth to make it, uh, <laughs> to make it seven to five. But um, you know, they, they, they finally got pushed. They finally, they finally started doing some things in the run game. And then, it, then, then the dam broke and then it opened up and then Zamir White had a, had a hell of a game after that. And, and then Stetson was able to do, able to command the offense in the passing game too. And, 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 it was able to take some pressure off that quarterback position as well, and not force Stetson to to have to do so much.
3: Yeah, for sure. Look, I, I want to talk about the Hogs real quick though, because you know, a, um, th- this probably doesn't matter as much. They have, uh, they definitely have an entry on the All Name team. Do you know who I'm going for here, Coach? Bumper pool. Bumper pool. Yeah, yeah, baby. yeah Him and. Uh, um,
2: him and Cavassier Smoke it, it, from Kentucky.
3: Cavassier Smoke for sure. God, um, I mean, that Kentucky.
2: might be the coolest name I've ever heard, Cavassier Smoke.
3: <sighs> it's good. It's very It's really, very good. really good. Um but you know, uh bumper pool. But also, though, you know, I mean, if 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 we go and look at, you know, the, the stats for this game in terms of time of possession, I mean, you know, the dogs had the ball for 60% of the game. And which means that Arkansas defense was out there a lot. And, you know, there, there were some guys on that defense that really, really balled out, including Bumper Pool. Um, Bumper Pool, Grant Morgan and Dorian Gerald. Dorian Gerald was, um, you know, I, I felt like Dorian Gerald for them had uh, was about as disruptive as anyone on that team, you know, getting into the backfield and making plays in the backfield. But um you know, was there anyone for you uh, on Arkansas you know on on the offensive side of the ball that you know surprised you? Cuz I it, mean like Felipe Franks just Felipe Frankst. Like Yeah, I mean you, you know, know what you're I mean, we, we we know exactly what we are We've seen enough of him at Florida that this is like this is the quintessential Felipe Franks game. 200 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Like he ran a little bit, but also had a bunch of, you know, a bunch of crappy yards and just it man, just not accurate.
2: No, and and a lot of that was uh because Georgia's defense and defensive front were just hitting him and hitting him and hitting him. We said, uh, Israel and I said in, in the uh, preview show on on Friday that we released that, you know, one of the keys to one of the keys to success is uh, get early and often contact on uh, Felipe Franks, and he will he will cough the ball up, and and he did. He threw two picks, and uh, I think also didn't have a fumble. I thought he had a fumble. Maybe he fumbled one and, and it and he got it back. But um one of the things that that surprised me was uh was Mike Woods. He had he was the second leading receiver for Arkansas, three catches, forty yards. Traylon Burks didn't didn't surprise me at all. I mean we knew what we were gonna get with him. We knew he was a stud. Um so that's not surprising. He had a great game, seven catches for hundred and two and a touchdown. I, I guess the surprising part is that um, where do those hundred and two yards come from? Um, well I mean Almost half of them were on that one touchdown catch, but um, you know, seven catches, 102 yards, and, and you're thinking, I kept seeing Felipe, Felipe Frank's sail, sail receivers, and I'm trying to figure out where all that went. But um, he also he also had six carries for 38 yards too. I'm not sure where that came from, but um, you know, I, I was I was uh, you know Devion Warren, uh, Traylon Smith, three catches, 13 yards. Um, Raheem Boyd had four catches. Um, Blake Kern. Had one catch for nine yards. I mean, I just, you know, they, they were trying to get so many people involved, but it's tough to really judge the offense because they were just they were just bad in certain points. Um, and so it, it just it's kind of hard to uh, to to judge them uh, defensively. Uh, Jalen Catalan with nine tackles, seven assists. He had a pass defense. Uh, he it seemed like his name was was brought up um, just about every play. Grant Morgan obviously was brilliant. Um uh, Monteric Brown, uh I thought played really well at corner. I thought he was he was disruptive in in the passing game and I thought he I thought he caused um you know, I thought he caused a lot of fits for uh Dewan Mathis. Even chipped in with an interception of his own down there uh deep in the red zone and got Arkansas out of tr- out of early trouble. So um, you know, a lot of things for Arkansas, um that don't show up on the stat sheet, are, are, are a lot of things that that surprised me. Um, you know, they fought all the way to the end. They were, they were a tough out. I, I think they're going to be a, a team that's going to be, um, as they go and as they start to improve. I, I think I think you can start to see that culture shift uh, with Sam Pittman and what he's doing, and and that's the thing that really impressed me the most. I mean, Arkansas is, Arkansas is predicted to go 0 and 10. And no one would be shocked if they didn't win a game. Uh, they're just they they're void of of comparable talent to to the other teams in the SEC, and and they're gonna have to make up with, with for it with creative play and hard nosed physical play, and and they they did a lot of that, and so I think that'll serve them well in the long run. Maybe in the short term, probably not so much. But uh, that's the thing that really stood out to me, and, and how well coached they were, and how disciplined they were for the most part. Um, a lot of the a lot of the mistakes were physical. A lot of the mistakes were mistakes were forced uh, by the talent on the other side of the ball with with Georgia. So um, hats mm-hmm. off to Sam Pittman. I think he's doing tremendous Yeah, a I was going to say. I
3: mean, like obviously he's been over at UGA. For, mm-hmm. he, was, he was. How long was he over at UGA? Four years. Yeah, four years. So I mean, he he's obviously taken a lot from Kirby, and he's going to be trying to translate mm-hmm. that over to that program. Which, I mean, you
2: you can you already know, see a lot of it.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they when has Arkansas been? The most successful when they've been a super physical team, right? When they've just been when they've tried to outmuscle. So, like when, when we think of the, the best Arkansas teams over the past twenty years, you know, it's those Darren McFadden teams, right? Yeah, it was Where, Houston Nutt, I think, was was yeah, the head coach for. Yeah, for, it's, Houston, for it, those it, it, teams. it's Houston Nutt, and they were you know the first couple of years on, uh, under our old friend Burt huh. and oh yeah, um, yeah, yes, I know his name is Brett. Don't don't at me, bro. But it's you know, <laughs> Arkansas as,
2: fans are grumbling right now as they listen. Yes. Yeah,
3: well, you know, but I'll, I'll, on top of that, for those of you who don't know, I am a Badger alum and I have a deep seated disdain for Burt Bielema, and we don't call him by his first name, his real first name, because of that. Um, yeah. So, um, any, anyhow, but you know, they did have some success when he was just lining up jumbo and just you know and trying to roll people like that. Obviously, that did not that was not sustainable for him uh, there. But you know, uh, Arkansas has a lot of rebuilding to do. But I I think I I think that if they invest in Sam Pittman and I think that, you know, I was a little skeptical about this. I'm like, you know, jumping from an O-line coach to being a head coach, that's a big jump. That's a really big jump. You know, obviously we see a lot of coordinators going, but you don't see a lot. You don't see a lot of position coaches jumping to power five jobs immediately. Maybe maybe some group of five jobs, you know, but you're not seeing a lot of guys who are even you know, even position coaches at top five teams jump into head coach at Power 5 schools. And so, I, you know, and, and he's a he's a relatively young guy. I think he has a lot of good energy that he brings to that program. But, you know, I was, you know, I was admittedly skeptical about that. And, you know, his team came out and punched y'all in the mouth a little bit in the, in the first half.
2: They did, and I think we were shocked by that. I mean, I think it was one of those things where it was like, whoa, punch this in the mouth. Oh, okay, we're not gonna be able to just walk out here and lay our jersey on the floor and say, Here we are, yeah. bow to us. And and that that kind of shell shocked us when things weren't going right and they were supposed to be going right and you know they were supposed to they were supposed to be happening the you know, the way it was drawn up and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't happen that way and, and their guys just kept pounding, kept pounding, and, and eventually depth took over, obviously, and eventually our guys got settled in and said, Okay, well, we're just we're gonna have to play. And and yeah. they played. And that's what kind of what happened, and I think uh, there was a wake up call at halftime, obviously. And and uh, you know Kirby said uh, probably not so nice words. Uh, y'all better uh, get going, or there's... y'all better buck up. Yep, yep.
3: And use a word that rhymes with buck. Yep. Um. Let's look ahead to the coming week. You have your traditional rival from the west, Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Deep South's
2: oldest
4: rivalry.
3: Yeah, and that's gonna be fun, Auburn. You know. Uh, That Auburn-Kentucky game was, you know, an upset special for a lot of people. A lot of people really like Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And then, honestly, man, you know, Terry, uh, I didn't. If you've listened to the show, I actually picked Auburn as my dark horse to win the SEC this year. Um, Even without that defensive line talent that they graduated between Marlon Davidson, um, Derek Brown, and all those guys. I still think that Auburn has a lot of talent coming back on both sides of the ball you know, between Bo Nix, uh, Seth Williams, uh, Schwartz, like all those guys. And, you know, in the second half, especially, they look good. And they, uh, Terry Wilson looked like he forgot how to make sound quarterback decisions.
2: He did. It it seemed like, I I can't describe it, but he got the yips too. And... You, know, you just, know,
3: I you know, I, I think that I, I think one one big turning point of this game uh was right at the end of the second quarter. We're wa- we're watching that. Kentucky's driving, Kentucky's driving, Kentucky has a run into the end zone. The guy dude, the guy cleared the the, the the tailback, number twenty. I'm blanking on his name right now. He gets through. He cleared the goal line. I'm sorry. He cleared the goal line. That should have been a touchdown. It was marked uh, down at the one half yard line. It was A uh, Rose, I think. Was it Rosa Rodriguez? Mm, I, don't rem- I, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, I don't Rodriguez. remember who. Was, I, I don't remember who was running the ball um, for for, uh, for Kentucky on that one. But it was, um, you know. Uh, but he cleared the goal line. He cleared the goal line by a couple. By, you know, by a couple feet. I, I think I thought it was Chris Rodriguez, but it, maybe was. it was. Rose. It was. Um, it was Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah, it was Rodriguez, and. He, cle- I'm sorry, dude. He cleared the goal line. Two plays later, they have the pick six. That's called back for the illegal block for that very questionable illegal block in the back. But yeah. I feel like if Kentucky gets that touchdown, go you know right before the ha- right before half, mm-hmm. right then Kentucky is going into half 14-8 and we have a completely different ball game. Yeah. And maybe we don't see that, but man, Terry Wilson, Terry, uh, Terry Wilson made some very very questionable choices especially Coach, third quarter, they go in, they score a touchdown, going for a two-point conversion, and he throws it away on a two-point conversion? I mean... At least, just like try to you know squeeze it in there to someone, tuck it in and run, do something. I mean, it's a classic rollout, right? Yeah. You know, That's what everyone does on a mm-hmm. two-point conversion. You're going to roll out, to the put somebody on the front side. pylon,
2: put somebody on the back pylon, have somebody come and coming across the end zone, running the back line. Yeah. It's
3: the same damn play that every school runs with, like a little bit of a different formation, a little bit of a different window dressing, mm-hmm. and like he throws it twenty yards back. You know, 20 yards back into, you know, the 50th row of Jordan Air. And I'm just like, what on earth are you doing, dude? Terry, like, I know you were injured last year and missed some games, but, like, did your brain stop working? Like, what on earth? I knew that second that Auburn was absolutely going to – was They know, were going to start ab- pulling away. Yeah. yeah. that th- There was zero, you know, zero doubt in my mind at this point. If yeah. you look at the stat line, you're like, oh, okay, you know, he didn't have a terrible game, 24-37 239 yards i mean six six and a half yards of throw isn't great obviously but you know also coach you're an oc yeah um
2: Allegedly. how do you
3: not how how do you not get the ball into the hands of kavatsya smoke at least 15 times
2: yeah that that's a that's a crime i mean you, you gotta your best players, Cavassier, smoke and he's he's well, I, mean, I don't he know had he's a the best he's
3: the most he's the most explosive player yeah he is he's he, the he, most explosive player he,
2: he had an early uh 35 <sighs> year 35 Dude. yard touchdown um Ooh. and I mean you want to talk about impressive looking
3: you want to talk about smoke I mean he yeah. had all oh, yeah. that he, smoke he had all, he had all the smoke all and that
2: Auburn smoke. wanted none of that and I guess neither did uh, Eddie Graham um, because uh, he, I guess he just forgot that he had him on the team. I don't know. you got to find ways to get your best players the ball. And, and right now your best players are Smoke, and then your also best player is Josh Ali. He had nine catches, 98 mm-hmm. yards. You've yeah. got to figure out a way to get those two more involved. and I don't know. And you got to figure out a way to get those two the ball, get the ball into the end zone, and not throw it away on a two-point conversion where – I mean I mean you throw it away they knock it down, you know, what's the worst that can happen, you know. Um
3: I mean the the what they get an interception? Like okay. Yeah, you throw a whatever pick and,
2: and you tackle them what at the 2-yard f- line as do. they come out when they try to return it and whatever. Okay. Yeah.
3: Whatever. Like you you're guaranteeing, you're guaranteeing yourself something bad to happen and, mm-hmm. you know, we like that as an upset pick. I I you know, I still think we like we like this Kentucky team. I mean, you chose them as your dark horse in the East, I know I on a legal motion when we did our preview last, last year. And, you know, they're playing Ole Miss this week. And Ole Miss, despite, you know, you know, we, we did not expect Ole Miss to have a super stout defense, but that offense with the Kiff, they're gonna put up points, man. And if you're yeah, not gonna are. get the ball in the hands of you know, smoke. we will talk and about I'll that look, in a little bit, Ali, a, yeah. a little bit more. No, let's talk about it right now, man. Let, let's okay. hop right into okay. Well, it.
2: I, I wanted to talk about Bo Nix and Seth Williams a little bit. Okay, how let's, how, let's, how, let's, let's, how let's impressive I that. thought how I thought Seth Williams kind of took over the game there. Um, you know, Bo yeah, Nix I mean, was I, I, just I dropping was on, dimes, was, man.
3: Yeah, man. I was on the J Boy Show a couple of weeks ago. And you know, I said outside of Tuscaloosa, I think Seth Williams is the best receiver in the SEC. Mm-hmm. With a with, with an honorable mention to your guy George Pickens.
4: I
2: was going to say George Pickens with an honorable mention it's, to my guy Seth Williams. I mean, it's you th- know,
3: th- th- I, I think I think those guys are two A and two B outside yeah. of you know, obviously Devonte and Jalen Waddle over down there in Tuscaloosa. I think those guys are a bit of a different class. I mean, J- did you see that Jalen Waddle catch? Did you see y- that Jalen y- Waddle? Yeah, that that. <laughs> was, that was so stupid. Wow. That it was, was so
4: stupid. Um,
2: but I mean, you know, Pickens is a Pickens is a different dude, man. the 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 very first catch he had. Watch if you go back and watch the highlights of going back to the Georgia game and the first uh, first reception that George Pickens had. Um, you don't see a whole lot of receivers do that. He he reached out, caught it with his hands as he was being pulled backwards, and just kept it in his hands all the way down. And yeah. the guy just had no chance of getting it. But Seth Williams, man. You know, he dude. He's such he, a
3: big body, man. He's yeah. such a big body. He moves. He's so the way he smooth. moves. Yeah, he's very it's smooth. just like it's just like you know, a lot of these bigger guys. You see someone like a, like a T. Higgins, right? Yeah. You see someone like a, like a Boyd. I'm I'm just thinking of these Clemson receivers that are like all like six four. Dude, he's that same size, but he moves like I feel like a lot of those dudes that are that size, like those six four, six five, like big. I mean, even with like someone like an AJ Green, right? AJ like, Green was big, lanky, but yeah, lanky, but like. Seth is just so smooth. He's smooth. He he just just, yeah. He glides. He glides when he runs. He glides when he catches. Like, it's just like it's really impressive because
2: he he's not like what's what's uh, maybe weird's the wrong word but what what's I guess what's weird about Seth Williams is that you, you don't you don't necessarily classify him that you know it doesn't really jump out at you initially because he's not overly explosive off the ball but next thing mm-hmm. you know he's 10 yards past you because he just he's so he runs like a deer um mm-hmm. but he doesn't have like he doesn't have the excel, he doesn't have elite acceleration like some mm-hmm. of these other guys do um but he runs great routes he, uh, he When he the gets the top, ring. his top speed is as is, is good as anybody else's. He's great with the ball in the air, and he's great at finding space, and Bo Nix is great at getting the ball in space. And so a lot of the things that Seth Williams does really well will serve him well at the NFL level because at the NFL level, everybody's good. And, and sure. Seth Williams has some of the things that will separate him from the, just, the, just the other receivers that are practice squad guys and, and uh-huh. guys that get uh-huh. cut because you know, those guys are just yeah. as talented. Um, For sure. But you For gotta, sure. h- you gotta have that next level of route running and next level understanding of the game. Um, and Seth Williams has that, I think. And uh, and it's just if somebody. I'm, he's he's impressive. You know,
3: if I'm a Georgia fan, the thing I'm scared about with the Auburn team is that they put up, you know, they looked pretty good and they did not unlock Anthony Schwartz at all.
2: No. Like,
3: and you know, he touched the ball three times. Yeah,
2: that's that's three scary. They and that's to do scary they because. Yeah.
3: He might be the fastest dude in the SEC. I think he like, is. I I, um, I, I I think he is too. And, and then Eli
2: Stove is right there with him.
3: Man, they got some burners down there. But I want to talk about I want to talk about Auburn's defense for a minute. KJ Britt, Owen Pepo, and Smoke Monday. My freaking goodness, those three dudes! I swear they were on every single tackle. Owen Pepo, like we knew, like he was you know he was a top five recruit coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Owen Pepo, like. Dude, that that dude
2: Georgia is, missed bad on him. Oh,
3: dude, I don't know how. He's from Lawrenceville, man. Like, that is like how, I don't know how y'all didn't get him, but man, can you imagine if y'all had both if, if y'all had him and, and and Nolan Smith together? Like, that that is unstoppable.
2: That would have been a scary defense. Um,
3: I know. I mean, like, y'all still have a good defense, but my god. God like between popo and Britt at the linebacker position those two dudes are just like like I'm I'm terrified of their linebackers I'm absolutely terrified of their linebackers if I'm if I'm looking into that and you know y'all got your work cut out for you next week
2: yeah absolutely we do uh what with, with the star power they lost on the defensive line they they're making up for it at the linebacker spot with those guys and and you're gonna have to find a way to uh to, to neutralize those two, and, and uh, that's going to be a tough, tough task. And, you know, uh, again, Georgia's probably going to have to rely on the defense. So, yeah, um,
3: it, it, I mean, it, it, I'm i just, I'm fascinated to see this game next. Year. I mean, obviously, yeah. like, that's the game kick. of the week next week. 6.30 kick, yeah. It's the game of the week next week, for yeah, sure. No doubt. For sure. Well, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, game day's going to be I'm really, there. really excited to see that. That's going to be fun. Um, can we talk about Mississippi State LSU?
2: We can. Um, Yeah. I mean, 623 yards. Do you have 623 reasons that you want to talk about this?
3: I do because, you know, I have 623 reasons I want to talk about this, but it really boils down to one and that it's because there's a pirate in our lives again in the SEC. And it feels so
2: good. It does. It feels Uh, so uh, good. (laughs) My favorite quote was, uh, he comes on and says, yeah, you know, uh, it was all right. Uh, You know, we played LSU because uh, New England and the Chiefs. I forget exactly who he said. Uh,
3: yeah, the, the thirteen it was it was New England. It, it, he said it was like it was like New England and the Chiefs and the Saints weren't available. I think, yeah. or something like that. They 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 were all booked this weekend. I mean, it was, it was a classic classic pirate press conference. Mm-hmm. B KJ Costello has spent the last four years at Stanford he had 60 pass attempts this game. Like that's like, that's a month for, for you at Stanford. Like that, that, that that's an entire month of games at Stanford is 60 pass attempts. Yeah. Like their entire offense, the last three years has been, okay, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to hand the ball to Bryce love. Mm-hmm. Like, and KJ Costello, all he does in his first game is come in and, you know, throw a signal with you But dude, i um, like Mitchell, that wide receiver. My goodness. I mean, I think that obviously the biggest thing for this for for, L, for our LSU guys and um, I'll be on one team one podcast this week. I mean, I'm on all the podcasts now, but I'll be on one team one podcast and LSU podcast this week uh, to preview Vandy LSU. But, dude, o- Osiris Mitchell, man, like, like they really mi- LSU missed Derek Stingley. They really and did. Uh, like, I was, don't know if that, was... I don't know what what it, I mean it's not covid related obviously so thank goodness you know and i hope he's not out for long because coaches you know like stingley is you know one of my three favorite players in all of college football man did they miss him because osiris mitchell ran ragged on these dudes i mean he was he you know what did he average 26 yards a catch i think 26 yeah 26 I mean, yards it, a catch it like, that. Was, like it, yeah. it was silly it was absolutely silly and all they're doing they ran the same damn i mean this is so pirate they ran the same damn play. All he would do is just they would just run two drags across the middle and, you know, get them confused and he'd catch the ball 8 yards downfield. and turn, up mean he had 20 yards to run every single damn That game.
2: is the uh that is the air raid concept called Y cross. That yeah, is that's all That is, is day 1. It well yep. no, that's probably day 2 because day 1 is four verticals. But uh day day 2 is the the Y cross where you have um, you have a sail concept on um mm-hmm. one side, and then you have a your Y who's sitting at the slot here. He mm-hmm. runs his cross, and then you have a dig coming in behind yeah. it.
3: It's not. It's not. It's not exotic, man. No, it's really, not the, that exotic. And, and, and that's and... the,
2: the air raid is built on uh, execution. It's built on uh, not having to be precise. Um, it's it's built yeah. on throwing to grass, finding space, throwing to space, and then just execution by repetition.
3: And- so I, so obviously, coach, this is going on while the Georgia game is going on. So you, I, mm-hmm. I know you probably weren't as locked into it as I was. Yeah. But like you know, and our guy, our our, our favorite Tiger, Jacoby Stevens, he balled out. He balled. Out. He was the only player on the LSU defense that came to play because the rest of those dudes. Like, first of all, Jacoby Stevens came in there, had, uh, uh, he had two, fum uh, two fumbles, uh, two, f- he caused two fumbles, recovered two fumbles, he had two sacks, he was everywhere. Nobody else on that defense showed up. And I don't, like, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happens for a team that's, you know, that is, you know, last year, last year we saw LSU have, you know, we talked about this. I mean, I think that was probably the second best team of the last 30 years in college football. Yeah. Like, you know, Easily. you know, it's them and that 2001 Miami team. Those are 1A and 1B. And I think that I think, you know, I give the nod to the 2001 Miami team just because mm-hmm. they have like the amount of pro talent on that team is so silly, is so silly. Yeah. But, you know, you know, you know, we, we knew they were going to come back down to earth. And we knew Miles Brennan is not Joe Burrow. And we knew they were gonna miss Joe Brady. And that's what I really noticed. They missed Joe Brady. Um, Miles Brennan wasn't awful, but he also wasn't like good. If you he, know, allow and me to he,
2: give you a baseball he, analogy here. He got um,
3: sacked seven. here's the thing. He got sacked seven times. He needs to get rid of the ball. He yeah. needs to just get rid of the ball, man. Because that's not gonna like, you know, that that that's just not gonna work. You can't do that in in, in that offense.
2: And he's got to He's got to take care of it better too. He had two interceptions, and you know he had, he threw for three hundred forty five yards. But um, uh, allow this baseball uh, analogy. You know when when a, when a when a hitter has a great stat line, but his hits were scattered. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's kind of what it was. Yeah, absolutely. Just, um, a lot of meaningless yards. A very like Tony Romo. Very Tony Romo stat line. You know.
3: No, this is no no no, dude. This is a this is a. Classic Ryan Fitzpatrick stat line. This is a classic Ryan Fitzpatrick. This ah,
2: Fitz Magic, yeah.
3: No, 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 but no. Fitz Magic is different. As a Buffalo Bills fan, I know all about Fitz Magic. There's Fitzpatrick and then there's Fitz Magic. Magic is when he doesn't throw two or three picks in a game. Yeah. Fitzpatrick is when he throws two or three picks in a game, and that's what happened here. And, and throws a whole
2: throws for a whole bunch of yards.
3: And throws for a whole bunch of but they're empty yards. They're empty yards, yeah. they're empty yards. Mm-hmm. and. Terrence Marshall still a dude but man they missed Jamar Chase I'm sorry like yeah, they, they missed do. Jamar Chase they missed Derek Stingley like those are their two best players they were out so you have to because there's that no
2: firepower bit. behind Terrence Marshall I mean the <sighs> next leading receiver was Jure Jenkins yeah. Ray Jenkins like and he's
3: fine it's
2: okay he's a dude
3: I, I expect I expect him more of Eric Gilbert frankly yeah um he's the guy coming out of high school that was you know a pretty pretty highly recruited guy and I expected a little bit more out of him. You know, and, you know, there's only so much. There's only so much that they can do. And, you know, I, I think they really miss Joe Brady. It's yeah. what it boils down to. And those, you know, those Tigers are coming up. They're them coming Tigers. up to Nash. Yeah, them Tigers are coming up to Nashville this week, and they're going to take on the Commodores. And, you know, the Commodores acquitted themselves quite well. Hey, i gotta give high,
2: one, I got to give one last shout-out uh, for Mississippi State. Uh Javante Payton. He's a Nashville product. Mm-hmm. He went to uh, Mississippi Juco, then signed with yes. Mississippi State. Uh, he went to Hillsborough, yes. um, but he had six catches, 122. Kylan oh. Hill, to answer should, that yeah, question. Yeah, I was going to say,
3: we should talk about Kylan Hill because we, we, we talked about an illegal motion. On, we talked about in our SEC preview, we mm-hmm. talked about what okay, how do? does an air raid coach adapt to having the best weapon on his team be a running back? Well, here's how you adapt. You get him the ball in space in the mm-hmm. passing game.
2: Yeah. He had eight catches. He averaged
3: twenty yards a catch. Yeah,
2: eight. Twenty eight yards for, a catch. Eight for one fifty eight.
3: Yeah. And a touchdown. I mean, he
2: had a seventy five yeah. yard. So uh, his, his Kylan explosive. Hill.
3: Kylan Hill could, you know, still touches the ball fifteen times in the game. And that they're gonna need to do that. He needs to touch the ball 15, 20 times a game going forward. If they're and you know, that was you know that was something. As a team, they rushed for nine yards. Yeah. Nine yards. That's crazy. No. Nine no.
2: yards, six hundred and twenty-three through the air. You can't be more one dimensional as far as run pass splits. Yeah, to
3: be but, fair, to be fair, they had you know they had negative forty yards between Sacks and uh Niels. but you know, still like that is that is pretty, pretty silly. But you want to talk gonna-
2: about true balance, Matt. Uh Osiris Mitchell, seven catches. Kylan Hill, seven catches. Eight, Javante, catch- eight catches. Eight, eight, eight catches. I'm eight sorry. Catches uh Javante Payton, six catches. Austin, Austin Williams, Williams seven, seven catches, catches. Yeah, Tyrell Shavers two catches, Cameron Gardner two catches, and then you had uh, four guys with each a catch. Uh, not to mention Kylin Hill with seven carries, uh, Jaquavius Marks with three carries, and KJ Costello with five carries for <laughs> minus thirty eight. Again, those are sacks and meals, but it's still a funny stat line. But um, so that d- that defines your balance right there, and so that's that's kind of what impressed me the most was that. It wasn't just Osiris Mitchell. It was Kylan Hill. It was Javante Payton Peyton. It was Austin Williams. You know, it's those guys were getting yeah. involved. Tyrell Shavers had two catches for sixty-eight, but he had a thirty-seven yard touchdown reception, you know, for a thirty-four yard average. You know. Didn't have didn't have the volume, but had the impact. And so that that's that's the that's a staple of the air raid offense. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go mm-hmm. to anybody and everybody. And it's sure. not it's not whether or not you get a beat on on the on the uh concepts you're going to get a beat on the concepts everyone gets a beat on the concepts they they read it they they know it they diagnose it you just can't stop it because you, know, you guard one you you have to sacrifice space for space you know i'm gonna sacrifice this space for that space and as a defense you got to figure out uh it's it's a it's a lesson in risk management okay is this space if i give up this space is it going to kill me as much as this as this space and uh, obviously they chose wrong and they chose poorly yeah.
3: They chose poorly. Okay, LSU is going to play Vandy this week. Yes, um, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to monologue for about monologue. two and a half minutes Go ahead. about Vandy. Okay, first of all, Vanderbilt they started a true freshman, Ken Seals. Ken Seals, you know anything about Ken Seals? It,
2: it sounds like a uh, ambulance chasing lawyer.
3: Okay, so Ken Seals, uh, AKA West End Ken, AKA Seals Team Six, um, true freshman, the third true freshman to start an opener for an SEC team in history. All he did was go 20 for 29. Now, um, he only threw for 150 yards, so, you know, we're, we're, we're just a tick over five yards per attempt. But Ken Seals was so freaking poised. He looked like a 26-year-old out there. I mean, that's what everyone said. That's what Mason said after the game. And so, like, he comes out, he, you know, he comes out in this game, and he is absolutely... You know, you know, he looked like he'd been just out there forever. And I was I was adamant. I wanted Danny Clark. I want Danny Clark. I want Danny Clark to be the quarterback. I love Danny Clark. You know, he's a transfer. He was at Kentucky, went to Juco route, comes into Vanderbilt. He's a big dude. Six, four, you know, six, four, two thirty five. Like he looks like an SEC quarterback, big lefty, got a big arm. They go with a true freshman, man. And, you know, Ken Seals is maybe a buck 80 soaking wet. And I swear, dude, he lowered his shoulder a couple times on when they would the, the couple times that they, they, they pulled the option run and he would and he, and he held on to it, and he was not afraid. Kent Seals was not afraid. This Vanderbilt offensive line should be the worst line in not just the SEC, but probably all of Power Five college football. Um, it is to call it a patchwork, is a disgrace to patchwork quilts because (laughs) they started at right guard, a guy named Drew Birchmeyer. Drew Birchmeyer is a very, very nice, sweet young man. Drew Birchmeyer was a defensive end until Tuesday. Drew Birchmeyer balled the flip out. You know, they did not, as a team...
2: Say what you want to say, man. I'll just mark it as explicit.
3: Okay. Okay. First of all, they didn't, did they get a ton of, you know, uh, did they, did they do a ton in the running game? No, they averaged less than three yards per carry um, JV on Marlowe Javion Marlowe is a, uh, you know, is, is a redshirt sophomore tailback. And, you know, he, he came out and he played, but man, they, there were no holes, anything, like anything that they got on the ground was all because Marlowe and Wakefield uh Jamari Wakefield were able to make plays for themselves because like while Ken Seals only got sacked twice I mean there were no holes available whatsoever whatsoever but like I said he only got sacked twice they weren't making holes but they also really weren't letting their dudes like get hit all that much so yes it was it was a slog in the run game it was, you know, not the prettiest of the past game. He threw for two interceptions. One not his fault in the least, off the hands of the receiver, bounces like thirty yards up in the air. There were four different Texas A&M defensive backs who could have caught that for an interception. Not his fault at all. The other one, yeah, totally his fault. Um, well, actually, not even because Cam Johnson, the best receiver on Vanderbilt, um, Cam Johnson, the best receiver on Vanderbilt, ran the wrong route. He's supposed to run a post, and he ran a fly- and he ran a nine route and. Ken Seals throws the post and the safety, you know, and, and the safety read it right. So, um, but do you know what I love about this coach? Do I love about this? This kid's a true freshman. Ken Seals, a true freshman. After he throws that, he comes in and he, uh, he go, the after he throws this, after he throws this interception, he goes on the bench. He goes up to Cam Johnson, the best receiver on the team, the best offensive player they have, and he chews him out. He absolutely chews him out for running the wrong route. This is a true freshman in his first game. And he's going up to the you know, he's going up to like literally the best player on the offense and chewing him out for running the wrong route. Dude, this kid is a leader. I was I'm a skeptic. I'm not gonna lie. I was one of, you know, in, in in the Vanderbilt media world, which isn't huge, not gonna lie. In the Vanderbilt media world, I might have been the single biggest Ken Seals skeptic. Dude, he showed like he showed me some stuff. He really showed some stuff. His pass, his touchdown pass to Amir Abdurrahman, who, man, they are. That was uh, an absolute a, a, dime. It was a dime. And on top of that, like, a.k.a. too real Amir. Like, I'm, uh, like he's back. He was out injured last season. He, that This receiving core, I'm happy with. I'm very happy with this receiving core. In between Amir, Ben Bresnahan at tight end played a hell of a game. Ben Berserham played a hell of a game. He caught three balls, but he was basically an extra offensive lineman all day. Mm-hmm. Cam Johnson, Chris Pierce, Tyrell Alexander, you know, um, and we didn't even see Devin Body. And Devin Boddy's another guy who can really take the top off the defense. But man, Amir Abdurrahman, they have, they, they've got some chemistry. I really like to see that. Um, but this Vanderbilt defense, my goodness, my goodness, they were everywhere. And, Hats off to, to Deo and t- – hats off to Deo to Bingo. Hats off to uh, to Andre Mintz. Mm-hmm. And hats off, coach, to our guy. To our guy, Donovan Kaufman, the true oh, freshman. Oh, yeah, I
2: was going to ask you about Donovan Kaufman.
3: Donovan Kaufman, true freshman from Metairie, Louisiana. Balled um, out, huh? Archbishop Rummel, um, you know, top 25 program in the nation. Dude, he's already looking like the heart and soul of this defense. Um, he's not technically the starter, but I mean, they were playing five defensive backs pretty much the entire game against that Texas A&M uh-huh. squad. They 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 were basically playing a 4-2-5 the yeah. entire game. And Donovan, you know, Donovan's listed as a safety, but he was playing, I mean, he, you know, he's playing what I think my high school coach um you know, uh, you know, he's just like a rover back there. He's just playing. He's playing Rover, and he he's saying, okay, he's gonna. You know, they've given him the permission to basically go in, diagnose whatever he sees pre-snap, and figure it out. Did he look like a freshman at times? Absolutely, absolutely. He had a couple bad angles. Well, on yeah, that's good. On on, on Anaya Smith, Anaya Smith, man, I don't know how much you know about Anaya Smith, dude. That dude can fly. Yeah, that dude can absolutely fly. Isaiah Spiller, their other tailback, he can fly. Mm-hmm. Did he have a couple bad angles? Yes. Yeah, yes. He absolutely did. It's his first game as a true freshman, but my God, dude, he, like I was like I, you know, I I have been fortunate enough that I have a relationship with him. You know, I I I text, you know, I I text with Donovan uh, a couple times a week. Um, you know, I I I'm known to, you know, um, you know, just, just just say what up. I I I texted after the game last night. I was like, dude, like I don't care that y'all lost. Like you played like a flippin' boss, like an absolutely flippin' boss, because um, it was awesome, you know, and they had they four three fumbles, they recovered all three of them, you know, and uh, Davion Davis, he played himself a really, really nice game there on the defensive line. Um, the defensive line was the entire reason Vanderbilt was in this game. Kellen, Mond, Kellen Montgomery, Mond, a guy I've liked for a long time, looked like trash, looked like absolute trash, um yeah. he was you, you look at his line and it's not great it's not horrible but it's not great but he fumbled he, you know he he was fumbling left and right and left and right and you know texas a&m had five fumbles they lost three of them and that's really the reason that vandy was able to stay in the game but this vandy defense is for real man This Fandy defense is absolutely for real. Texas A&M, Texas A&M is not as bad as that 17 points looks. They're really not. They've got a couple guys, Smith and Spiller, that can really run the ball. But they also, they did not, I I don't know who, I can't remember who the Texas A&M offensive coordinator is off the top of my head.
2: Jimbo Fisher.
3: Well, If Jim if if Jimbo's calling plays, he needs he needs to get someone else to call plays, because it was it was it was terrible. It was terrible. They should have you know. There's a reason Texas A&M was a 30 point favorite, and you know the the Vandy defense just showed up and said, "We are not afraid. This is not your daddy's Vanderbilt team, my friend. This is absolutely not your daddy's Vanderbilt team." Uh, Coach, your good friend, Coach Phillips over there at Vanderbilt, he's got to be proud of those boys. He's been recruited. He's been recruiting. Yeah, because he is. know, there are some, there are some dudes. They got some dudes. They got some dudes, and do not be, do not be surprised when, when, when this Vandy team go, you know, it, it wins three games this year, wins four games this year. Everyone's picking them to go zero and ten. They're not going zero and ten. I'm no, sorry, this no team way. is not going zero and ten. Um, they're beating Missouri. They're absolutely beating Missouri. Um, they're beating South Carolina. I'm calling it now, and they're yeah. beating Tennessee. Um, oh. Okay. They're beating, they, They're I like beating it, Tennessee and I think they're going to beat Ole Miss. I Before the year I picked them to beat Mississippi State, they're not beating Mississippi State. I'm sorry. The biggest weakness on this defensive team is that, like, you know, I love Donovan. I love those defensive backs. I love Dante Carrier-Williams. Uh, you know, he's a guy that was at Wisconsin, uh, when the, then went the JUCO route, and he started at Wisconsin as a true freshman. Nobody plays at Wisconsin as a true freshman. I mean, nobody. Right. I mean, less than 10% of guys who go into that program play as true freshmen. Everybody red shirts. He was a starting nickelback as a true freshman. Man, he—I love Dante, man. But he—he he had a couple plays that I, that I was just shaking my head on the couch, just being like, "Oh my god, dude, what are you at? What are you doing?" If you follow my Twitter feed, like, first of all, like i, I was firing off tweets left and right. I think I put out more than hundred tweets during that game last night.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Um, I was like, "Oh wow, he's live tweeting." Okay.
3: Yeah, I, dude. I, I, I was—I like, was calling you out. You—you didn't call me back. We were both down seven-five at halftime. Which was, which was interesting about this game. Yeah, I was I mean,
2: probably watching the back of my eyelids at that point, man. I Vanderbilt. Was, I was exhausted
3: you know, did, did to say Did the Vanderbilt least. get a little bit lucky at times? Yeah, mm-hmm. because the well, Texas, luck, A&M special, be Texas A&M special teams were genuinely atrocious. Yeah. Um, Vanderbilt gets the opening kick, comes out, gets a field goal on their first drive of the season. Hey, not bad. Vanderbilt scores on their first drive of the season, kicks off. Texas A&M guy fumbles it in the end zone like eight yards deep and then picks it up and brings it out. So they start their first drive from like the 12, you know. Then uh, c- a couple possessions later, Vanderbilt in the second quarter, Vanderbilt punts in the end zone. Uh, Anaya Smith, who's a heck of a player, fields it in the end zone, like runs around, and they get an illegal block in the back. It was a bad block in the back too in the end zone, which I knew was a safety from, this, from, from that because I knew that because – my high school coach, Coach Ivanovsky, you know, I love you, Coach I. Thank you. You've taught me so much about football. Um, Coach I, in our game, my sophomore year against Fall Hamilton High School in rural butt F, New Hampshire. Fall
2: Hamilton. So
3: sorry, not sorry, not 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 Fall Hamilton. Fall Hamilton is where my wife currently teaches. That's fall what I'm Mountain. I was, like, I was like, dang, that's no, no. Uh, that's great. That, no, no, right? no, Fall Mountain. Fall yeah. Mountain. I'm sorry. My wife is a teacher at Fall Hamilton Elementary School here in Nashville. No, Fall Mountain. One of the worst programs in school, in the state, we won that game sixty-six to two. Do you know how we got two points? A legal block in the back in the end zone. Oh, wow. on, a punt, on a punt return. Mm. And so I knew the second I'm like, that's a safety, man. That is a safety. I'll take those two points every single day of the week. So
2: did Vandy you get lucky get
3: a... a couple times? Absolutely.
2: You need luck, though. I mean,
3: you need luck it's when you're football. You need luck. What's part of football. When, you're...
2: when you need, you're Georgia, you need some luck. Arkansas had some, like, that game could have been blown wide open if if, Arkansas, if Arkansas's receiver doesn't make the heads-up play to box out the defender and, and usher it out of the back of the end zone because that, mm-hmm. that could have and should have been a touchdown. Yeah, for sure. But it wasn't. Sure.
3: It wasn't. So, okay, let's go quickly. Um, I want to talk about Florida Ole Miss real quick, Coach. Yes. I know, I know I know. we hate the Gators. We both hate the Gators. Yes. I, I've always had a, just a giant disdain for the Gators, even before I was, like, invested in any sec team uh you guys on the on the georgia podcast probably don't know anything about me quick backstory grew up in upstate new york huge syracuse fan growing up uh went to the university of wisconsin obviously badgers bleed black, uh you know bleed badger football uh grad school at ucla love my bruins married you know married to a commodore commodore season ticket holder my, my first favorite team though coach you and i had the same first favorite team and what's that? Seminoles, them Knowles, baby, them Knowles. I have hated Florida since as long as I've been watching football.
2: They were so easy. They were so easy to root against. So back
3: easy then. to root against, man. Like it was like, come on, like, do you want to be a fan of Charlie Ward or do you want to be a fan of Danny Worfel? Like, it, it's like not even close. Yeah, like, Danny
2: Worfel was a dork.
3: Yeah, and Charlie Ward and Ward Dunn are two of the most badass dudes to ever play college football. Yes. Like, just okay. Like, work done is like one of my heroes. I love work, everything work done is as a football player and a man. Yeah, and a man. If you were
2: to ask me in my lifetime, um, because I could, you know, obviously I could give you the standard, well, uh, Herschel Walker is my favorite, but I never saw Herschel Walker play. No, actually. I know. I mean, like, I saw what, what were you like? Dunn.
3: Like, what, what like, were you even like? Were you even born when Herschel won the Heisman? I don't think so. No, I wasn't. I was yeah, born the no. next
2: year, but he won it yeah, in 1982. Exactly.
3: Yeah, and you were born in 83. I'm born yeah. in 85. So, like, you know, you and I are basically the same age. We're growing up. You know, those those first players remember primetime.
2: Yeah, and, like, I, I my first memory of primetime, obviously, is in Atlanta Falcon. So Yeah, exactly. I, don't, so like I don't remember his Florida State days.
3: Yeah, I mean, neither do I. Like, I remember, like, I got into college football. My first Charlie, college football. Because of Charlie Ward and work done. Yeah, my first like, college those football Those were the memories. dudes that got me into college football.
2: Yeah, we're that, that 93 team. <sighs> that's, that 93 the, that's the, team. the first... That's the first season I actually remember watching college football. Same, um, same. Because I mean, when you're a little kid, you don't like you don't really watch no. the games, you know. I
3: mean, we I mean we did in Western New York because like I, I watched pro football. I watched the Bills because it was the Bills, right? You know, we were going to the Super Bowl every year, so of course you watch the Bills. Like Sunday in Western New York was like you know that's all we had. Trust me, yeah. when you live in Rochester, New York, where I lived, Buffalo, Syracuse, like that's all we had. Was the Buffalo Bills, so you know, and well, we had Dominic Hasek on, on the Sabres, so we were pretty good there too. But you know, really, all we had was the Buffalo Bills. But man, I got I got into college football because of that '93 Knowles team, man. Like, yeah. holy moly, like they're the reason I even like started to be interested in it. And then you know, it was like, okay, Syracuse is like an hour away. You know, Donovan McNabb, Marvin Harrison, you know, those Syracuse teams, those were fun. But man, like the Knowles were the reason I got into college football. Yeah, And so it's easy to hate. It's easy to hate the Gators mm -hmm. for you. Obviously it's a double hate now. Yeah. It's Um, a double hate. I mean, my dad played
2: at Florida state. I grew up a fan of Florida state. Um, I could tell you everything you want to know about Florida state in the nineties. Um, and I could tell you, and a lot of my good friends were Georgia fans. So I could tell you a lot about Georgia in the nineties. Um, which is not as
3: much, which is not as much fun. No. And Ray goof,
2: Ray goof. Uh, when Spurrier (laughs) arrived at Florida, he, um, with whatever uh, losses he was mounting against Florida State, and he took it out on Georgia. Um, he dominated Georgia. Let's just say that. And so, um, you know, I, I think you ask a lot of Georgia fans, and it goes back to that streak of, um, I guess, in a 20-game stretch, Georgia had won four matchups with uh, with the Gators. So, um, you, you know the disdain there. So, I really – and I, go, I went to about nine uh, – world's largest outdoor cocktail parties so i have an extra even even extra layer of disdain and hatred towards towards that fan base because of the vile stuff that i saw and i'm sure every fan base in the acc has their share of vile stuff that that occurs and and that's okay um but, uh, you know, that, and that gives other teams reason to hate Georgia, I imagine. Uh, we, we have a chant that prides ourselves in being a drunk, obnoxious Georgia fans. So, I mean, I can't throw too many stones, but I can t- I can tell you about my personal experiences, and, and by far the worst fan base I've ever encountered was the University of Florida. Not Georgia Tech, not LSU, not Clemson, not South Carolina, not Auburn. You see where I'm going with this. Not Tennessee, although it was close at Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's a close second at that. Um, it was Florida, so um, for a while I was like, oh wow, this game uh, with uh, with Ole Miss, man, this this is crazy. And and they came out, they had a similar quarterback battle, and what they did was they played well. They played two quarterbacks at the same time, and I thought that was really creative. They uh, they started with Matt Corral as the actual quarterback. They had John Rice Plumley. Um, come in as a receiver. He is the uh, – I guess they've been watching too many Saints games. Uh, they had him play in the Taysom Hill role. And, uh, you know, one thing that you can say under Lane Kiffin that's not going to be a problem at Ole Miss is offense. Uh, right now they have depleted talent, and they they scored 35 on what a lot of people are saying is the favorite not only to win the East, but some are picking Florida to to, to win the conference. And uh, Ole Miss hung 35 on him, yeah. And uh,
3: uh, Elijah Moore, I think, just caught another pass,
2: yeah. He did. Uh, Elijah Moore just caught another pass. That guy's impressive. Jerry Neely, uh, really impressed me. And mm-hmm. you know, I I did a series with uh, I did a series with Steve Willis, who was on my show a few weeks back. I did a series back in the spring, uh, called Boot Camp the Offense, where we uh, where we broke down for his show the um, Positively old Miss, the Palmcast is what he's calling it. Um, I like it. I like it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we did a series called uh, the um, Boot Camp the Offense and we broke down uh, Lane Kiffin's offense from uh, Florida Atlantic uh, just to give old Miss fans a little taste of what they're going to get. And uh, everything we said in that series, everything I said really Steve kind of prodded me along, but everything I said was pretty spot on as far as the ways they would run the ball, the ways they would move the ball, the ways they would uh, get Jerry and e- Jerry and Ely involved and Elijah Moore and stuff like that, and and so it 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 kind of shook. Oh out snap! Elijah Moore was... just
3: caught another ball. Like <laughs> oh wow,
2: that was that was a dime right there.
3: Hold on, but I okay, so I I have to I'm gonna have to eat a lot of crow. I'm gonna have to eat a lot of crow. So I was on the SEC biased podcast uh-huh. uh, back in August. Uh, with, with with my girls. What
2: sauce are you eating your crow with?
3: Um, I mean, personally, I'm a sweet and sour guy, but um, you know, I'm I'm also known to if I, if I need to spice it up, I'm a Cholula man. But but um, it,
2: it is one game though, Matt.
3: It's one game. It's one game. It's one
2: game against the a really young defense.
3: Kate, Kate, if you can hear this, Kate Todd, who is uh, the biggest Gator fan I now know. Kate, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I've been calling him Kyle Trash for so long. Um, he Kate, he's still f- trash, <sighs> dude. He balled the flip out. He did. He really did. He balled the flip out. I got to give him credit. Um, he balled out. Now, the one thing we knew when the new, if I knew one thing going into this into this college football season is that Kyle Pitts is the best tight end in the country. Yes. Yeah, and I yes. was I would that that was reaffirmed. That was absolutely reaffirmed. Yeah, I mean
2: that, that was no. That, I mean that was no surprise to me. I, mean, I, I there, watched it. No, 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 no. I mean like unguardable.
3: I did not expect eight catches for 170 yards and four one not one not two not three but four touchdowns. Like yeah, the my dude was goodness! Like a baller. He was like he is uncoverable. Like anyone out here saying like Pat Fryermuth from Penn State or anyone else about tight end t- t- in the country? No. No no no, I was texting with Kate last night. No. I'm sorry. Like it is not that I I will have I will slander Kyle Pitts, but there will be no I'm sorry, I will slander Kyle trash. There will be no Kyle Pitts slander in my in my presence. Because the, all that dude does is catch touchdowns and just body dudes. Mm-hmm. Like he is dude, he looks like freaking LeBron out there. Man, like it was it was silly. It was absolutely silly. Um Matt Coral though for Ole Miss, like
2: he can sling I mean,
3: that, it. I mean, he can sling it. I mean, we saw that. Like, we knew that in high school when he committed to USC, right? Yeah. So like, the, we knew the, the story. That in high school.
2: The story on Matt Coral is, um, you know, I, I think what has transitioned him from uh, the freshman Matt Coral uh, coming out of high school and Matt Coral now uh, he has learned, I think, how to not only read a defense, but he's learned how to take care of the ball make better throws. And, and his mechanics have gotten better. He's a lot smoother. He's a lot more poised in the pocket than he ever was. I think last yeah. year he was very jittery when he got in for Ole Miss because I think he was trying to make the big play and yeah. didn't let the game come to him. And, and I, I, I thought I, he made I, a lot of mistakes that way.
3: And I think, I, think, I think the thing about him is like John Reese Plumley is an athlete. Matt Crow's is a quarterback. And I, yeah. I think that's the difference. Like last year you saw that like – you saw that in Ole Miss's offense last year. That John Reese Plumley is far and away the, the superior athlete at quarterback.
2: He's a football player.
3: He's, he's he Taysom is a Hill's
2: football name. player. I mean,
3: thanks, Coach Gruden. He's Taysom Hill 2.0. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, he <laughs> you like Here's that. the number that impresses, I got to work on my Gruden though. Here's the here's the number that impresses me: twelve point seven yards per attempt. He's a Good
2: football, football player, man. Um,
3: he's a football player.
2: He's I mean I, I can't I got to work on it. I, I, I can't yeah,
3: do it. I, I can't do I mean you know I yeah. I, I I give the, I give the worst flippant impressions that uh, okay. of anyone I know but um hey, and, He's dude, a ball player 12, now. 12 and a half yards yeah. per attempt. It's crazy, man. Per not no, not per completion per, per attempt. attempt. Those numbers are absolutely so. Do the state of Mississippi? Man, the state of Mississippi is between the pirate, the kiff, and prime time. My, goodness they're gonna be Mike.
2: fun to watch. They may not be playing be much to defense. Watch. All we got,
3: all we need, like all we need now. I mean, heck, even the dude now who's the interim at Southern Miss. They're looking yeah. all right too. They're looking yeah, all
2: right too. So he, he's he's settling in, man. We talked okay. about him on the show when we made our spread picks. But all
3: right, we got we, we got two more games in the SEC: Alabama, you know, Missouri, Alabama, Missouri. There's not much to talk about. Now. Yeah, it's Alabama, Bama. uh, Missouri scored 19 points, but all in garbage time. Like, yeah, I mean, Bam, like, Bama's those, Bama. I mean, you know, Bama's backups were sitting during yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah. You B- know. Bama's
2: Bama. We knew nothing. Like, I,
3: I learned. We know what we nothing. Can. I learned nothing about Alabama in that game,
2: except that uh, they knew they knew how to get to the stadium, and they knew what a football was. Yeah, I mean, come, it's it's just a machine at this point, man. It really is. It's so silly. It's ridiculous. Uh,
3: But let's let's talk about um, let's talk about cocky and the Vols because that was a back and forth. That was fun. you know, you and I both have a lot of disdain for that hideous shade of orange.
2: Yeah, um, I, I think uh, I think your boy uh, Zach called him that team out East.
3: That team out East, and that's what I will continue to refer them in. That team out East, because you know they won. Um, obviously, I was rooting for South Carolina in this game just because I I, I hope that team out East never wins a game again. Yeah. But um, you know, you know, and you know. For those of you who don't know, I am not necessarily. A, uh, I am not a born and bred SEC guy, and I've never quite understood like the the SEC 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 thing. Like, no, I don't want other SEC teams to I do hate well.
2: That. I. Full I'm sorry. Like, I hate that.
3: Okay, thank you, thank I you, hate coach. That. Like, like you don't coach. Like, you don't want to see Florida do well. You don't want to see Tennessee do well. You don't want to see South Carolina do well. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to see Auburn like, like succeed. Like I root, you know, obviously I root for Vanderbilt. I'm a season ticket holder. I, you know, I root for you, coach. I root for the dogs. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, now this
2: team don't want to have succeed because some of my good friends are like.
3: uh, Absolutely, absolutely, you know, like. I, I have a weird soft spot for Kentucky football, not Kentucky basketball, but Kentucky football because I, I like Mark Stoops. I think really yeah. what it boils into, I like Mark Stoops. Yeah, but I, I like you know, Mark Stoops, and, and
2: I like I like Derek Mason. I, I root for programs, I root for coaches, and if I if I have kids mm-hmm. at different programs, I'll I'll root
4: for yeah. them. But for sure, for sure, like I am I'll, never like, going like, to we'll, go. Like LCC, we'll root, I'm not that guy.
3: We'll root for Jacoby, right down yeah. at you know down at LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, you know, I wasn't rooting for
2: him uh, in the SEC championship. No, thing.
3: you're not rooting for SEC, but you know, you'll root no. for him down at LSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll root for you know. I have I, I have a I have a bunch of friends that went to Mizzou, so like I you know I, I always have like a little bit of a soft spot for Mizzou, mm-hmm. but hey like to me that's still not a, like it doesn't feel like an SEC team man. It, it doesn't. No, never, Mizzou will never feel like Texas A&M feels like way more like an SEC team than Mizzou does. Mizzou will never feel like an SEC team to me, no matter what. No, they um, got
2: to get a big massive stadium, which I think they're working on. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean dude, I, I don't get it, man.
3: Whatever. Let's talk about this game though, because. You know, Colin Hill, the you know, the Colorado State transfer, basically yeah. he's like, you know, he, he came along with Bobo. Run the damn ball, Bobo. Run the damn ball, Bobo Um, one syllable. He yeah, okay. I can't do that. Yeah. You know, he was he was okay. Yeah, he was good. He was okay. He wasn't Diesel. he wasn't great. Um dude, I I, I, I will never ever, ever you, you could put a gun to my head and you can tell me I have to do this and I won't do it. I will never believe in Jared Garantano. There was no. nothing on this earth that you could do to make me believe in Jared Garantano.
2: I mean, he's doing a slightly better job of taking care of the okay. ball.
3: Okay. Slightly like, better. Um, he's a but good ten- athlete. Tennessee but he-
2: squandered a two touchdown lead. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, um, and had to hold on because of a um, life. egregious South Carolina mistake was the only thing that kept them alive. Otherwise they were going down. Um, and, that reminds me of uh, the NFL team that I like, the Atlanta Falcons, who have made it a I'm habit sorry. of blowing leads. I'm sorry, bro.
3: Yeah, dude, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can I get? Is it too late to get on the Titans bandwagon?
3: Uh, dude, just come join me on the Bills, baby. Just come join hey, me got, on the Bills. That's I got all my all I guy, want.
2: Devin Singletary.
3: You got you got you got Devin Singletary from FAU. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. I mean, we got we got all the John Brown, Cole Beasley, man. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is like, man, dude. I wish I I. I I was supposed to be, the doctors told me I was going to be like Josh Allen size when I grew up. Like I was supposed to be like six, five, six, six. I only like yeah. hit like six, two and a half, which I'm still at right now. I stopped growing. I was like 12. Um, yeah.
2: I, I'm in the same boat except I didn't get to six, two and a half. Like I thought it was um, going to be Shaq, dude. Like I, I was like five, so eight I. seventh grade. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I'm going to be enormous.
3: Dude, I've been the same height since I was in seventh grade. I was like six. I was I was six, two and a half in seventh grade. And I was like, dude, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the world's greatest like basketball player and discus thrower you've ever seen. I'm going to be massive. No, sorry. Um, here's a couple things I will say from this game. You know, obviously I had my eye on this a little bit, but I, I still don't believe in Jared Garantano. I never will. But the one guy that really showed out and impressed me in this game was Ty Chandler. Yeah, um, I mean, the running back. again, I mean, not surprised. Can, uh you know he again another local kid for us coach yeah um,
2: Uh right down the road at uh, montgomery bill academy yeah
3: yeah nba kid um and you know he he didn't he didn't score but he just you know he, you know he i felt like every time he had the ball it was you know he was close to breaking it and yeah, he he's was. gonna break it a couple times and the offensive line um the offensive line did a good job. I thought Eric did, Gray looked good too. Did a really good job. I mean, Trace obviously we we know Trey Smith is good. Mm-hmm. We we've known Trey Smith is good since he was in high school. We've known yeah. Trey Smith is like in truly outstanding, outstanding offensive lineman. Um I'm still a little surprised that he's kicked into guard and still hasn't come out to play tackle for them because I mean he's about as athletic a guard as you'll find. I mean uh, if
2: if if my thought was when Cade Mays got eligible.
4: Whenever well he he still not, eligible, he's still not. Whatever.
3: He should not. Okay, I'm sorry. He should not be eligible. I'm sorry. He based on the current NCAA rules, he should not be eligible. Well, based on
2: SEC rules. He should, he not, should
3: be. not be eligible. I don't care. I don't I'm sorry, I'm sick of people bitching and moaning about Cade Mays not being eligible. Insofar as I can tell, the the, the rules for transferring are if you're a quarterback, you're eligible immediately. Otherwise, you have to sit a year.
4: Yeah.
3: But Cade Mays, no, he should not have. But either way, doesn't matter. Trey Smith, they did good. They allowed two sacks in the whole game, and both of those from uh, Kingsley and, uh, and Nubry, um, who you know he showed out too. He yeah. definitely showed out in this one. But um, you know, again, it's a, it's a, it's it, it's a like a hot, Will Muschamp is the single biggest underachieving coach in recent memory in in my opinion because i feel like he always has these like he is so good he he it didn't happen here he, he did not snatch defeat from the jaws of victory in this case yeah you know they they, they had that comeback but still like i just I, I don't think i don't think i'll ever believe in will Muschamp. he is like he looks you know he looks just like you and, and Coach Smart, Coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he he he's cut from the same he's cut from the same cloth in terms of look. But man, like this, this South Carolina team, this guy does not do a lot for me outside of Shy Smith.
2: Yeah, I mean they they I mean they have no talent. I mean it's just Bobo's doing everything he can. uh
3: they averaged two and a half yards a carry for it the was, game. It was
2: brutal, man. It was um, bad. And, you know, they have no answers. They have nobody to go to. They have, no. I mean. You no, know, no, no, no.
3: Bro- they have They've they got to go to. They have Shai Smith, and that's it. That's, uh,
2: I essentially say that's nobody to go to. Because oh, eventually that Brian. well is going to get shut down, you know. Um, I mean, he's something, at least.
3: He's yeah, something. He's something,
2: I guess. But you're an SEC team. You should have more than, oh, that's something. You should have more than you that. Should. You should. You should. You should have three or four guys that, you know. Obviously, one guy. You know. Obviously, you have your bell cow, and obviously, you have your guy, and then you have other guys you can go to. Like, you know, you look at Vandy. You can list. You can list three people, right? That oh would be viable options.
3: Yeah, Amir Abdur-Rahman, uh, Cam Johnson, uh, and um, Ben Bresnahan. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, Georgia, uh, Zemir White, James I'm, Cook, George Pickens, Keirs Jackson. Oh,
3: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, I can't name like. You know, outside of Shy Smith, like it is a it is genuinely a poo poo platter.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the problem. Genuinely a, a poo poo platter, and it it's not necessarily. And I don't think it's a scheme thing. Mm-hmm. I, I no, think it's, it's not. At this
3: point, it's, we know we know enough that it's not. We it's know recruiting. that it's not a scheme thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, Muschamp has good schemes on defense. Bobo has great schemes on offense. Yeah, it's recruiting. It's recruiting. which. Got to improve, and unfortunately for Bobo, it, it's it's got to be something that he's. I mean, he's got to improve it immediately. I mean, he's got. I mean,
3: he did, but he did, to be fair, he just got there.
2: He just got there, and and that's, the, got there, but they're, they're gonna that's the unfortunate quick, man, part because like he just got there, and he's got like he, he's got to go quick, or it's going to be over for him.
3: Yeah, it's going to be over quick, man. That it's sucks gonna, for him. It, it, it does, but you know that's that's the name of the game that's, at this point. That's
2: the nature of the beast.
3: That's, so
2: um, he 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 took that on, and. Um, yeah, you know, he's still getting a pretty good buyout from Colorado State, so I imagine he he could take the risk. I mean, he's chilling. He's chilling, he,
3: yeah. but, I mean, like, he brought Big Colin up. Hill with him. Colin, yeah. Hill, Colin Hill quoted himself fine. Yeah, he, was he looked good. fine. He's, he's he wasn't good. great. He wasn't awful. He was, you know, he's across. You know, he looks like he's a cross between Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence, and, you know, because, you know, obviously, like, you know, South, you know, South Carolina, North Florida, you might as well, you know, it's the same clientele. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you know, it's but it's I don't know, man. This is the same old South Carolina. Like, we, we, I'm you know, yeah. I don't want to say I'm sick of it because, like, I don't even like. Here's the thing I just problem. don't even care. Like, they do, they, they move, they do not move the needle at all,
2: not at in all. the least bit. And Georgia will find a way. My to cousin's, lose
3: to my cousin's husband was a defensive line coach there for the last three years. And he left to go to Penn State for a reason. And that's all yeah, I'm saying.
2: Because South Carolina is football purgatory. Um I'll tell you who impressed me, Henry Toto, uh thirty two yard yeah, pick six. Yeah. Uh I mean he's, he's a beast. Again, beast. not surprised, uh, because he is far and away the best defensive talent on that Tennessee team. It's and it's not close. And it's not close, and we all knew it. Um mm-hmm. and he further showed that to us uh with mm-hmm. that. And and he's you know, he's, the other he's gonna that, be a uh, guy. I,
3: DeAndre Johnson, DeAndre Johnson played balled mm-hmm. out on this I game. I thought he did. DeAndre Johnson balled out, out three sacks in this one. Two, uh, credit with two and a half. He yeah. three sacks. That's for real. Yeah. Um, but what and... did it come
2: down to, Matt? Special teams. Special always. What, what do always. a lot of these the, games come down to?
3: And that, that's why Vandy was even in this one. Vandy's special teams were so much better.
2: Yeah, Georgia, Georgia too. Georgia blocked a punt, had great punt return yardage. Yeah. You know, made two field goals and, um, you know, punting, punting. They they had great punting. Jake Kamarda was a rock star, and he had plenty of reps. Unfortunately,
3: sure. um, you know, you, you know, I want to say though, Coach, uh, yeah. to, to finish this up, yep, yeah. it finally felt like college football is back. It, did. it finally felt like a college football. We, like these first couple of weeks, like the AC, you know, yeah, we got ACC Big Twelve. Like no, 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 college football was fine. Like I sat on my couch for twelve straight hours on Saturday, and I wasn't bored for a second. Yeah, no, like, and it was just, and it was just, it was, it felt so good. It felt so good to be able to sit there and watch. Just even the games weren't like the greatest. You know, these weren't none of these were like the great. It was compelling football. It was fun. Even outside of the SEC, man, that Texas Texas Tech game was flipping absurd. Miami, man, dude, Deer King is a real
2: deal. We'll talk about that on I. We
3: know about Deer King. We know. I mean, my god, but dude. I mean, does Mike Norvell even make it the season?
2: You know what, Matt? We're going to have to leave the audience on a cliffhanger. Listen to Illegal Motion uh, on the Believe Network.
3: Yes, now uh, to, on to the find Believe out. Network. Yeah,
2: listen to it now on the Believe Network. So I can plug that now because we're on the
3: Believe Network. It's cross-promotion, We're on man. the network.
2: Um, And so listen to what I have to say about some of the other conferences. uh, If you want to draw... Too me
3: too Uh, unfortunately not the ivy league my one of my specialties this year yeah no ivy league football of the year that's that's a dang shame but hey you know what coach yeah you know what else big Ten's back in three and a half weeks
2: even better your badgers um so cool so for uh for matthew perkins uh and the believe in vanderbilt football podcast the believe in badgers football podcast which is going to get a huge jump here in the next few weeks Mm -hmm. and uh for both of us on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast, you're gonna have to tune into that. We are we are a ranked show, Matt. We are a ranked top 75 show 75 in the country. Episode two twenty six. not
3: in the country. In the universe. In the universe. We are a top seventy five college football podcast in the universe. We're coming for
2: that top spot. Um, yes. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tune in, find out what we got what we got on there. Okay, you're fired. So uh, for Matt, I'm uh, Corey Burton, and uh, Israel Troops going to be joining me on the next episode. We're going to try to get Jason Campbell uh, to talk Auburn football, um, but we got a lot of good stuff for you guys. Again, want to thank our sponsor BetOnline.ag. I might go check out some of that Monday night football action, and I uh, might get Matt to help me on that and yeah. talk to me about these first half odds because I I'm, so, I'm totally clueless on that. So I'm killing um, the first half, baby. Follow the show, killing them, killing them. Follow the show no, no. at Believe in Dogs, Twitter, Facebook, mm. Instagram. Uh, follow me at CoachBurton36. Listen to the or rewind back to the beginning of the show. Follow uh, at underscore Perco underscore.
4: underscore. At and, Believe in
3: Vandy. And
2: at Believe in Vandy uh, for him. Do at Illegal Motion. Pod? At Illegal Motion. Yes. Follow yep. all of that. Just
3: all of it. Just, just follow all of it. Like follow all it, of it all. You know, subscribe rate, subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review mm-hmm. every single time. Follow smash us. Smash that subscribe button. Smash oh, yeah. that like button. You know what to do. Leave, leave us if that you, review, man. Heck yeah.
2: Leave us that 5.0 rating. Mm-hmm. And make make believers out of our bosses. How about that? Well, are they our bosses? Our producers? Whatever they're called. No, we're the producers. They're, they're our the bosses. Producers. They're the bosses. Okay. That works. I love it. All right. Make them believers in us. All right. So uh, for that, as always, until next time, go dogs.
0: Oh, oh, oh. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.